Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan, Season 2. This podcast explores an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Here in Season 2, we take things up a notch and dig deeper into the skills needed to connect with the energy around you. You can join me on Patreon for ways to stay connected and in tune to the universe. And we can stay connected when you follow me on Patreon or social media. Links in the bio. Merry meet all. moment I would like to acknowledge that I, like most of us, stand upon stolen land, land that belongs to the original stewards and natives of this space. Please pause to acknowledge, with gratitude, the sacrificed by and the cost to the people of these First Nations, past, present, and future. These words are in honor of their role as the first spiritual caretakers of the land, And in my pagan path, my hope is to continue their dedication to the survival and renewal of our planet and its creatures. It is a promise to plant seeds of healing in the wake of the destruction my ancestors have caused. As above, so below, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to support local native tribes. I encourage you to look into similar rent programs in your area and participate if you are financially able. Earth, the deep loam, the smell of dirt and green, the land beneath our feet, a place of life and a place of return. It is the great equalizer in the cycle of all things giving back to the earth so that their energies may carry on to give life in other ways. The trees that produce air, the gardens that produce food, the molecules that fill and heal our atmosphere, all come from the soil of earth. It is the rocks that wear away under years of pressure. It is the mountains and craters, the valleys and volcanoes. Earth gives shape to our existence, literally. This beautiful living sphere floating in space, it is the biggest mountain and the smallest seed. It is what fuels organic matter and sustains life on this planet. It is you, it is me, it is us. Earth, like all the classical elements in the Greek and Roman times, was seen through an evolving lens. From Empedocles' Archai, or the source of all things, which first defined and described Earth as one of the four elements, was later interpreted by Plato as geometric shapes, and then Aristotle began to interpret each of these elements as a set of characteristics. Elements of Earth were then said to fall towards the center of the cosmos, having more matter and weight than the other elements. Earth is often seen as dry, cold, and heavy element. As is passed into ceremonial magic traditions via the Enochian system, we again see Earth appear as a founding watchtower, 
and then later in the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, earth again is one of the key elements in spellcasting. The Order of the Golden Dawn uses the pentacle as the tool or weapon for earth, with elemental representation by the gnomes, and the archangel Uriel making an appearance here. It is important to note that earth has long been celebrated across many religions and many cultures. It has long been a focus of worship, sacrifice, and belief. Across this floating rock in the sky, generations upon generations of humans have understood the importance of our role in the evolution of this planet, to see our role as caretakers and stewards for this truly precious gift. Because it takes so much for it all to come together, for you, for me, for life, and it takes all the elements working in tandem to bring us to where we are today. Like all our meditations, find yourself a quiet place. Consider how an outdoor meditation may or may not be something you can make happen. If you can be outdoors, no need to involve earth elements. Just be present. Indoors or outdoors, this meditation will be just as effective. Earth is all around you, and like all elements, a part of who you are. In this meditation, we are going to work on a visualization that you can use later in a process called grounding. Grounding is a way to connect deeply ourselves and the earth. It asks that we envision this connection as conduits between earth and sky, helping to continuously recycle, shift, and transform the energy around us. For now though, we will begin with a simple meditation and visualization. Settle in. Get comfortable. Aim to have some part of your body in contact with the floor. You want to really feel that connection. Focus on the weight of your body on that contact. And as your breathing slows, you can focus your breath on this spot, this contact. Breathing in and through it. Now, begin to visualize your internal energy moving with your breath in and through the contact to the floor. Then, begin to visualize down, down through the floorboards, down and down into the base of your home, down into the soft earth and loam place of crawling creatures and rooted veins, winding together, decomposing and recomposing, a place of bone and seed. And down, down into the place where the sediment of our ancestors lives, a moment here as we give grace to this space, the foundation on which we stand. Then we move down, down into the sediment and hard rock, the shifting plates that give us land masses and spaces. 
below that, an earth on fire, a molten melt that even further down and down protects the core, the heart of this planet, a magnetic center. Visualize that connection from you to it, down, down, like roots extending one long root that drives down to the heart of this energy pool. It is here in this earth that we are able to exist. We are connected, made from the same stardust. Earth needed caretakers and so there we were, evolved into being to just what we have failed to do, protect and nurture grow the potential and trust in the process for the energy is never created or destroyed merely transformed in this energy work having access to something earthy can really be helpful if you are outdoors pick a focus for your attention ideally something close if you can touch it, better. Think, you know, sitting in the grass or, or leaning up against a tree. Inside, consider a corner with houseplants or your favorite rock or gemstone, herbs or even a little bit of salt. However earth is showing up in your world these days. Now, get comfortable and begin to slow your breathing, returning to that meditative state. Use your breathing to focus and bring yourself inward. And as you are here, let your energy open up to the presence of the earth element nearby. Using the visualization from the meditation, begin to connect to your roots, traveling down through feet and floor, down into the soft loam of the earth. No matter where you are at, let yourself reach out and sense this energy. How would you describe it? In what ways? Let this energy take shape in your mind. Once you have a sense of this energy, begin to explore how your energy feels when it interacts with the earth element in front of you, reaching out through those same roots, through the earthy loam and connecting. Does it come easy? Does it have a specific sensation? Spend a moment here letting your energy interact. How does it lean into your expectations about this element? Or surprise you with unexpected sensations? Then, as with all the elements, let's draw this elemental energy into a protective circle, like you might when calling quarters when casting a circle. Begin to focus on the earth energy, let it expand and take shape around you as it would when you call the elements into your space. And there is no right or wrong to the visual here. It's how Earth represents itself to you, whether glowing light energy or maybe a more literal visualization of Earth surrounding you. In whatever form, all are valid, all are equal. The key is how strongly you can visualize it. 
Hold this visualization as you begin to add the other elements layer upon layer, each a visualization that embodies your connection to that element in that moment. And that is key. Your relationship with each element will change and evolve over time. And so will your visualizations. And they can and will shift and change without your intent. But if you work to cultivate mutual respect and understanding for each other's roles within the dynamics of our universe, the presence of these elemental energies will weave themselves into your energy and tune in to your intents. As with the other elements, the journal is about exploring your relationship with this element, both your expectations and the realities. And while we don't often consider the harsher side of Earth, there can be some dark and potent energy here. Earthquakes, mudslides, and the process of decay after death all speak to the shadow side of the element. So consider in your journal not only what it feels like to plant a seed in a garden, but also the end-of-life process, that moment when the earth element truly becomes the womb again, the harbor of life and death, the link that makes it a circle. From one, another is born. How does this element resonate with you? In many ways, earth can be an easy-to-reach element. However, for some of us, it is also so easy to lose sight of how simple this connection can truly be. Whether it is a walk outside, and even better, if barefoot skin makes direct contact with the earth. But also the food we eat, the materials in our lives, especially the more we choose to surround ourselves with items truly made from the elements. I think a friend of mine actually truly embodies this best. And I also want to start by saying not all are so privileged to have this ability. But to fill your kitchen with truly handmade plates and cups, whether wooden, stone, or pottery, and these pieces tend to hold a bit of their own magic in them. And there's a lot of lore around how metal and magic interact and don't. And when people say that cooking with wooden spoons can be a game changer, it's not just how they work, but there is something about the process that makes the food taste different and maybe imbues a little bit more magic. Another great way to bring a little earth element into your life is through gardening or indoor plants. Now, I admit, it's a commitment. You are taking on a living thing that will need your attention and care. But in return, not only will it bring you things like fresh food or a greener space, it will bring you closer connection with the other other elements, water, sun, and of course, clean air. It is a great demonstration of the caretaking relationship we need to be holding with our planet. In my spellcasting, Earth plays a unique role as it can be a source for crystals and herbs, but it can also be a container for the spellwork itself. Such as when you bury or plant something, the Earth itself becomes the container of the energy, and your intent can be amplified by the natural properties of the Earth element itself. For instance, looking to banish or let go of something, write that intent on a piece of paper and bury it. Let the earth eat away and chip at it. For when you need to bring something into your life, charge a seed with your intent, plant it, and care for it. 
Watch how both your plant and the intent bloom. Working with herbs or cooking are also other great ways to incorporate not just earth, but all the elements. This is where you can easily begin to see how they work together to support life and process. Explore the elements to find out which ways you connect best. This week's call to action is to check out the documentary, A Life on Our Planet with David Attenborough. This planet can and will survive without us. And then get out there and see what you can do for our planet. Adopt a street or water area and help keep it clear of trash. Then consider your own internal practices. What are ways that you can cut down your footprint and what you give and take from this element? Whether we consciously consider it every day or not, our lives are products of the planet. From the food we eat to our clothes and homes, all of these are made up of things provided to us on this planet. And for every resource we use, we must start to quantify the depletion of that resource. They are finite sources. It's interesting to consider that while energy is not something that can be created or destroyed, its transformation is what creates and moves life along. Yet the transformation of energy to create items that don't give back, that don't feed into the cycle, that can't be again transformed, like plastics, pulls that energy out of the loop. It is neither created nor destroyed any longer because it is no longer usable. Without that transformation of energy, life wouldn't exist. And every day we are chipping away at our finite amount of energy. It is that transformation that is the source of birth and death. It is the source of the cycles of life. We must preserve it. The winter is deeply upon us here in the Northern Hemisphere. For those down south, summer prevails. With the celebration of Imbolc, just my mind begins to again consider how transformation provides space for growth and new life. This spring, we round a year of life in a pandemic, and it's amazing how life has both grown and shrunk, how being energetically present within our communities has become more important than ever. For some reason, I consider our ancestors, with lives that focused more solely on smaller communities, when the world hadn't connected or grown in the way it has now. How can we tap into that now to support those around us? How can we allow our worlds to shrink just enough that we have energy to give here at home? Buying, shopping local and through black communities, helping out locally, learning and embracing local history, all history, not just white history, diversity, community, and nature. And then consider your spell work. How can the energy you release into your immediate neighborhood have an impact? And not just the spell work either, but in the moments in between, when you are angry or upset, that energy leaks out of you. And once you open the door to working with your energy, you are even more responsible for that energy, for where it goes, who it lands on, and how you clean up after yourself, energetically, spiritually, metaphorically, practically. No amount of positive energy in a spell can counteract daily doses of negativity. 
start there. The magic is in the everyday moments and being present with yourself and the energy around you. Mary Imbolc, all. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Pragmatic Pagan. Find this podcast helpful? Then please consider sharing this resource with others. As always, please reach out with any questions or stories you are willing to share and stay connected by joining me on Patreon or on social media. Links are in the bio. Oh, and don't forget, by following me for free on Patreon, you get access to podcast transcripts and other great free content. Thank you for listening. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, until we merry meet again. Thank you.